Daniel Leach here, Alan Crane over there, out of, brown, uh, out of bounds. <laughs> out of bounds. That's my first mistake of the day. <laughs> Triple M with default wasting my time. And we've got another big track from Akadaka coming up soon. We're looking at the history of ACDC today. 40th anniversary of Back in Black tomorrow. Yeah, good band though, aren't they? Oh. Just, when they come on the radio, everyone stomps their foot. Turn it up a bit louder. They do. Because if you're listening to ACDC quietly, you're doing the wrong thing. I don't know anyone who listens to... Uh. You know what they do with this show? Turn it up loudly because they want to listen to some of the great guests that we've got, including the man that we're about to talk to right now. He is the coach of the Women's Southwest Slammers who are just about to take part in the West Coast Classic, which is a slightly different format that we're used to with the State Basketball League because of that wonderful thing called COVID. Bloody thing. Uh, But he is joining us right now, Nathan Grover, on the show. Nathan, good afternoon to you. Afternoon, gentlemen. How are we? Going wonderfully. Um, Look. Everyone's gone through COVID so many different ways. You know, everyone's been able to not have to, you know, not have to work, not needing to work, different things like that. And in the sporting sense, just about ready to play basketball. And then all of a sudden it's shut down. Um, The last three, four months must have just been so strange for you and the club. Yeah, they were. It was a uh, pretty uh, stressful week or so when uh, everything went down like a lead balloon. We had to uh, pack everybody up and send everybody home and put people on planes and get them out of the country as quickly as possible. And it went from, uh, yeah, being a week, week and a bit out from our first game against Lakeside to uh, that's it, girls, no more training until we say so. Off you go. And emotional as well. It was. It was It was quite tough because uh, we'd, we'd had a lot of preparation as a group. We had... Uh, our three imports, Brittany, Mari and, and Tia, here with us for a good, you know, month, month and a half. So we had a, a lot of time together as a group as opposed to some other teams which don't see their imports till you know, first quarter of the season is done. So um, they built up their relationships with each other, with the girls on the team and, and with us coaching staff as well. And, yeah, to, to see them go from, uh, you know, going to training on Tuesday night to me waking up on Wednesday and having to spend all morning booking flights for everybody to go home and, and putting them on planes that night. It was, uh, yeah, not a, not a fun time for anybody. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of the girls didn't get to say goodbye to, to them either. So, um, yeah, it was a, a quite a, a rough patch for us all then. And then to, to find out that the season was effectively cancelled not long after that. So how long ago, Nathan, did you find out it was, it was going to be game on? And uh, how did you throw everything into to make it all happen? And how did your training work out? And as you said, you lost a few imports. Did that mean you had to bring a few lo- other locals in? Yeah, we've uh, had a few uh, players, I guess, uh, some other priorities have, have popped up during the, the, the break for us, uh, about three, three to four months, like you said. Um, you know, family work opportunities have popped up. So a few of our uh, regular Aussie girls have, have dipped out and um, gone on to, to other things this year, but it's given us a good chance to um, blood the, the young kids and uh, get some of our um, under-16s and under-18 girls in training with us. So uh, numbers have not been too bad at training, actually, and um, we've got an opportunity to bring some of the old blood back as well to, oh. to give us a hand and don the uniform again that, uh, that may have not donned it for a while, which is, is good. So we've got a good mix of, uh, of kids and, I guess... Senior citizens as well. I mean, don't be called old blood and senior <laughs> citizens. I absolutely bloody love that. <laughs> now, Nathan, even though it was um, it was terrible what happened, would this be good for the club? So we we're going to get some young girls, some experience in top level that probably wouldn't have got it before. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, the three that are standouts for me are uh, Javine Fitch, Zaya Black and Sky Palmer, who would have been in the squad anyway if we had had a normal SPL season, would have filled more of a, a developmental role for um, for the team and, and, I guess, pinch hit a little bit for the, the older and more experienced players. And now that's completely flipped on its head, those three will start every week and we'll see the bulk of the minutes um, each game. And the old crew will be the ones giving them a break. So it's a really good opportunity for them, for those three in particular, to, to stand out and, and show the club what they're made of and how talented they are because, believe me, they are. And I'm, I'm giving them that, that chance to show everybody how how they can go out on the court and especially against some um, some pretty stacked Perth teams from what I hear and some uh, seasoned SPL players. I mean, Sky's going to have an opportunity to come up against Casey Milo from Andrew and there's no better player to come up against in your first first uh, game that you can start um, in, in Milo. So, you know, these girls have got a really good opportunity this year. And Casey Milo's played something like 943,000 games. So, yeah, she'll get a little bit of experience up against her. And I'm a little bit intrigued. Before the break, we started talking about these elder generation that come back. Can we put a few names to them? Oh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, they'll probably kill me for saying older yes. generation. I'll see them later on this evening. But uh, um, I managed to uh, convince Courtney Bayless and Kate Fielding out of retirement to uh, to give us a hand this year, just to, uh, you know, we've obviously been a bit of an issue with some numbers for some games, but it's, it's good to get them uh, back in uniform. And I've also, uh, we've managed to, to wrangle Catherine Waycott back as well. Oh, wow. It's been a few years since she's... Uh, been in a slammer's uniform, and uh, Shannon Bahagan as well, another uh, ex-slammer back from the uh, the early 2010s, mm. I believe. So, um, yeah, we've got uh, some experience coming back in, and that's just going to do the kids the world of good more than anything. Gee, there's some good names there, but I think Kate and Courtney only just finished up last year, didn't they? So they haven't been long-term in Troy's, and they'll be great for your side. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Fildo's fitness is, is still top-notch. I think Baylor will probably... Uh, might say the, to the contrary, um, but uh, no, I think experience and, and court knowledge and um, just their, their impact um, that they can have and that that's had previously on the kids will, uh, will it's more important than anything regardless of um, how much time they spend out on court. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing them get back out there and I know Baylor's dying to jack a few threes. Wow, I was uh, going to say you just park her on the three-point line, don't you? That's all you need to do. Uh, pretty much, just... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's not, not much science to, uh, to Baylor, no. really, is there? No, there's not. But she <laughs> when she's on fire, she knows how to hit those threes and gets the oh, crowd yeah. up and going. So she's going to be huge. If she does uh, get her range, she'll be in good form. Now, um, obviously, your ears pricked up uh, before we started this, Craney, when I said who the captain of the side for 2020 is going to be, and that is one Ebony Bilsich. Uh, of course, uh, stellar in uh, local football last year in the Southwest Football League, but of course has been a, an integral part of the women's side for quite a while. And it's been just, just like I said, just an integral person inside the team. Just tell us a bit about her as a person and her as a player. Well, they're two very, very different people. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I totally agree with you there. <laughs> her as a, as a player is uh, no nonsense. Um, will If you need someone to dive on a loose ball or if you need someone to put their body on the line and, and take a charge or, you know, scrap and box out someone that's about, you know, three foot taller than her, she's your girl. Yeah. Um, there's no no question she'll she'll do whatever she needs to do to um to get the ball back and 
and make the team better, um, which is, is all you can ask for as a coach. You really don't even need a, need the director to do that. She'll go ahead and do it anyway. So um, that's, you know, to me, that's that's comforting as a coach knowing that she'll do that. But Ebony as a person is... Uh, She's definitely the, uh, the, I guess, the class clown of the team. Uh, she's the jokester. She's the dancer. She's the, uh, the singer. She'll, uh, she's also the finds master as well, which is a little oh. bit dangerous. So uh, very dangerous. Well, considering I think considering she's been in the paper more than anybody in the last few weeks, <laughs> uh, she's a bit like the pocket herself. So, uh, but no, she's just I couldn't. Couldn't say anything nasty about her if I tried. Mate, I expect her to be on this show in a couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, more fines on the way, I'd say. Now, Nathan, just from a coaching point of view, you obviously had your set plays at the start of the year with your list. Did you have to change your way of thinking or your plays much because you've got a different playing, playing list? Uh, playlist, not so much. Um, probably not as, as heavy and as in-depth as it would have been um, for the normal SPL season. I've had to, I guess, pull a couple away and and rethink a few, just more for the fact that, I guess, throwing the young kids in there, it's, uh, I don't want to overwhelm them too much with uh, bombarding them with uh, new tactics and strategies um, that they might not be quite used to yet. So, um, yeah, pretty much the, the, the same as what I've had, but just scaled down a little bit and um, also changing, I guess, my my way of coaching. I learned a lot from my first year last year and I learned a lot of my weaknesses and things I needed to work on and I, I started to implement them this year and I Yes, I've had to change that a little bit again just because we've gone through much less experience within the team and I guess not as uh, not as uh, not so much as a series of a competition as, as SBL but I guess there's not as much to play for in that the West Coast Classic is a I guess a more of a tournament than a, a full a full season so um, yeah Quite a few changes here and there, but you know I'll still go in with the mentality that we're there to win every single game if we can. And you know it might have an asterisk beside it at the end of the year, but whoever wins the, the grand final, I'd, I'd like it to be us, whether it's uh, whether it counts or not, really. Yeah, and first game, as I said, on tonight, 6.30pm at the Eaton Rec Centre, up against the Mandra Magic, another home game next Friday night as well. And uh, if you're wanting to get yourself along, do so, because there's some great games and there's some good people on the mic, I believe. Uh, one Nathan Grover is going to be on the microphone at some point this season <laughs> as well. That's another thing for another time. Nathan, best of luck for the weekend, best of luck for tonight's game, and uh, we'll talk more throughout the season. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.